0: Howdy folks and welcome to Pear Talks Prun, a Prosperous Universe podcast aimed at delivering you a bit of entertainment, knowledge, and a little bit of insight into the happenings in Prosperous Universe. I'm your host, c Pear, and today we got a great first episode for you today. Today we are starting out with a segment I call the Weather Report. We are going to be taking a look at the Rocky roller coaster that is the tier one consumables market. So one of the big things that ultimately a lot of people have probably been chatting about in the CI1 market especially has been the just unreal price of hydrogen. Now, if we take a look at hydrogen right now, it's sitting at about 3000 volume at $130, 130 CIS. Now, if we look at the trade uh, charts here, we can see some kind of interesting things. And one of the biggest kind of things I've noticed, especially, is that maybe Katoans, especially, because that's usually where you produce fuel. Katoans just have had the price of hydrogen too good for too long. Um, You know, taking a look here back in like June, for instance, hydrogen was sitting at about 67 CIS around there. And then just steadily over time, it's risen and risen and risen and risen um, until it was kind of around like August 6, around there, that it, there was just like a big, massive spike. Now, the thing about the spike that I would say, and just looking at it from kind of face value, is that there wasn't much supply resistance to the spike. So there wasn't like just an absolute insane amount of volume being traded here, but When I talk about like a supply resistance or demand resistance, what I'm kind of mentioning is that, so you have like one price, right? And that price has like maybe a hundred volume, for instance, right? So somebody's willing to sell a hundred units of hydrogen for a hundred bucks, right? But then the next price on top of that is like 180, right? And in this case, it was, it was about, it was around 180 that all of a sudden the price flew to. Now it doesn't mean that all of a sudden there was this like massive spike in demand, right There was this like huge spike in demand, but it's more kind of all of a bubble if you want to think of it like that, right where all of a sudden the there was no suppliers to kind of fit the fit the buy order that was existing at that time, so the the supply essentially went, and the price went through the moon right and that's kind of what we talk about when we talk about supply resistance where all of a sudden you might have a scenario where it's like, oh, somebody just traded like 40,000 units, right? But the price only went up like two bucks, right? And that's because there was huge amounts of supply for that product, right? Now, the one of the big things that we take a look at when we take a look at the hydrogen market is we're like, okay, fair enough. The hydrogen market's going up and you know the cost of goods sold is going up for people that are trying to produce fuel. But a super interesting thing that I found fascinating and I was kind of like, oh, like this is, this is gonna be the case. Like- fuel is going to go up. That's not the case, right? The case is simply that fuel is not going up. Now, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? I honestly don't really know. But I can almost tell you that based on what I'm seeing here is that there might be a bubble. Then again, there might not be a bubble. See, taking a look at the order book. And I'm taking a look at this on August 25th you know, you got some people in here, like one of the one order just came through for 25,000 units of fuel at $8.99. So that's a huge supply of fuel. And it might be eaten, it might be chipped away at, but that means that anybody that wants to sell their fuel has to sell it less than $8.99. Because essentially, like, Prosperous Universe is a sandbox, right? You can play the game however you really want to. And some people like kind of doing this whole thing where they kind of manipulate the market. Manipulate is such a negative word. I I don't really like using manipulate, but essentially they fix the market and fix is even a negative word. Anywho, they change the market in such a way, adjust the market so that they kind of set the price for fuel, right? So I'm not going to name names here, but there's some people sitting in this order chart right now, order book right now, that are sitting at like 100,000 units of fuel at like a really cheap price, right? So they're bringing down... The price of fuel quite significantly and that's how it's done right and so you could say that there's just a huge amount of supply resistance so for instance if somebody came along with like a two million dollars and we're like oh i'm gonna throw it at the fuel market and just buy up a bunch of fuel well the, the price isn't really going to change significantly right it'll change a little bit here and there there's gonna be some little shifts but not terribly and based on what we see from the demand of fuel and the supply of fuel there isn't these people that are selling this like 100,000 units worth of fuel, I would guess, I would reckon to guess that they're not producing great quantities of fuel. Simply put, they bought fuel at a certain price and now are trying to sell it at this price and all this jazz and they this is what they enjoy doing. And I'm not saying it's a negative thing necessarily. It's just this is the thing that's causing this fuel to go down. But One of the other things that's kind of cool about what we do here is I actually take a look at a historical demand, supply, prices, and all this jazz over a course of about since June, I've been tracking the prices and supply. And as you guessed it, the supply for fuel has gone through the moon, but the demand for fuel hasn't. So when we go back and we talk about hydrogen again and we see we say that oh hydrogen is going up 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 right so hydrogen prices are going up oh we should see fuel prices go up or we should see people not supplying fuel but that's not the case and now why is that that actually falls in line with a real based a real life based example whereby you know when covid hit we had all these fuel producers that were producing fuel and they were like well we need to keep pu- producing fuel because simply we can't turn off our refinery, right? If we were to turn off a refinery, it would cost us billions of dollars to do, right? So they just kept pumping out fuel and pumping out fuel and it became a big problem. It's like, where are we going to store all this fuel, right? And I would beg to argue that that's large in part what's happening here in the sense that we have a whole bunch of new fuel producers that haven't, you know, diversified their kind of, you know, profit base, if you will. And so all they're doing is pumping out fuel, 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 fuel. And so they'll keep pumping it out as long as they're like hydrogen stays okay. But I would say even more so to the point is that there might be some people that simply get out of the fuel market and go in something else. So is there a bubble? It's it's really tough to say, but it is very obvious right now that there's a huge spike in the supply of fuel. Like we're talking the supply of The supply of fuel is sitting at about 75,000 units or 750,000 units of fuel on the galactic supply right now. And the demand for fuel. So keep that in mind. So 750,000 units of fuel are being supplied by producers right now. But the demand for fuel is around, uh, I would say about 300,000. So there's like a gap of about 400,000 there that exists so 400,000 gap that's a huge spread right and so what we're seeing obviously is that over time the supply are the prices of fuel are going down as well so we're seeing the demand and we're seeing the supply now funny enough obviously the demand price leads the supply price so the supply price obviously will follow the demand right And so you see the demand go down shift 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 and then the supply price starts to follow right now, some other big things, that I'll, and I'll actually I'll send a screenshot. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to put this necessarily, but I'll find a place to put these charts so you can see it yourself. But there was a huge drop in the supply of fuel back in around, um, I would say it was probably June. It was June 19th that we sort of saw this massive spike down in fuel supply. Now, why is that? That's a great question. I, you know, I don't really know, but there was, there was this massive spike in, in fuel where all of a sudden it went from the CI1 market was being provided about a hundred and, uh, well, it was around 200,000. So 200,000 units were in the CI1 market for supply. And all of a sudden it went down to about 50,000 units of fuel. Think about that. 200,000 units were being sold. And then in the course of like one day, somebody just took out almost, hundred thousand units to 150,000 units of fuel out of the CI1 market now what that's caused is that's caused the markets to kind of sit in this position where the prices are really high right now now funny enough about that supply dip you know so we had that supply dip and actually it, it shows on the galactic supply that we had this massive dip as well now but that did that do anything for prices I would say it did, but like in, in a very kind of lagging sort of manner. Like it wasn't like all of a sudden, oh, supplies down. So the prices shoot through the moon, right? But what it did do was it caused this kind of like, I want to say like a swamp where like it's kind of like there's this lag where, where prices stay sort of high for a long time. And then supply is slowly starting to increase over time. So... Why is this? Like, what, What's kind of the effects that are playing into this? I would say one of the big ones is obviously there is these, what I would maybe call, like you know, you have your retail investors and then you kind of have your like hedge funds and things like that. Like, so big, big name players. And I would say that these big players are finally reentering the market because they know that they can affect the, the price of fuel, right? That's what kind of a, one of the big things we're seeing. And we're seeing that across the board. So there's been massive spikes in fuel supply, uh, especially in the CI1 market. We're seeing fuel... Just jump through the moon. Like fuel right now in the supply in the CI1 market is almost at 300,000 units of fuel. And that's, that's happening overnight. So there's just massive amounts of supply entering the market. Now, one of the big things of why we're seeing a lack in demand so demand is actually crashing. Okay. Now, demand is crashing for, I would say, two reasons. One is obviously the, the demand orders are being supplied essentially, right? So somebody puts up a demand order and then quickly it's supplied and, and that's it. So I don't track, I track this on an hourly basis. So something could happen within that hour that we don't see, right? So obviously demand is decreasing over time and it's de- decreasing significantly. And I would say large and part why this is, is one of the big things that we noticed, especially as we saw this huge steam wave come in, right? So this massive steam wave, huge, huge amount of players are coming in there. Um, you know, I started making these videos about Katoa and about fuel starts and about all this jazz. And so maybe people were inspired to sort of get on board with the fuel start, right? So people got on board and and people were producing fuel. But then what happened essentially was these people got profit, right? So there is massive profit being generated, being input into fuel providers, into fuel refiners, right? So Massive amounts of profit are being generated into fuel providers. And all of a sudden we see these scales essentially just kind of shift because all of a sudden you have these fuel providers that are providing all of this fuel and they're reinvesting this money back into more fuel supply, right? So the supply of fuel is increasing and then we see the demand for fuel decrease. Now, why is the demand decreasing? Well, I would say one is that the steam wave, large in part, what it did was it caused all these new players to come into the game. But then, you know, a lot of them left, right? A lot of these people left. And so then all of a sudden the supply is starting to decrease quite significantly and the velocity is decreasing. The other thing too, is that I would say, you know, could I say the videos have played a part in that? I don't know, maybe yes, maybe no, but there is these kind of big... Players that are coming back into the market and are fulfilling these demands, uh, and we're seeing a lot more of the uh, the velocity of fuel increase in the sense that demand is decreasing at a lot a lot faster rate. So, what would I recommend to fuel providers right now? If if that's it, like if all you've got is fuel, and that's all you can do to make a profit is fuel, fair enough. Keep making fuel, but your margins are going to start slimming. There's going to be some massive cuts on the margins, and yeah, it's not going to be the best. The other thing you might be able to do, and this is what I've done actually, is I've just actually stopped my fuel production altogether. Uh, And all I do is trade. So I, I trade CX to CX now, but also I have other ventures and other things that kind of make the majority of my profit now. So until fuel becomes kind of profitable again, I'm just kind of like waiting on the sidelines, just being like, yeah, eventually it'll get profitable again. But right now it's not at the level that I'd like it to be at. So there's that. So that kind of gives you an outline as to what's going on with the fuel supply. And that really is the weather report. I know I kind of focused on fuel refining in this episode, but I hope to focus on a different profession every episode, share some insight what's going on with the market. Obviously, the hydrogen market that's going on right now, it's super duper interesting. So if you're interested in getting in hydrogen, there's a market for us. Um, The next segment we're going to hop into is around the water cooler. Uh, So if you got a a topic of discussion, post it in the water cooler channel in our podcast discord, and this is the time that we will discuss it. So today's water cooler topic, we are going to be discussing if inflation is real. So I know we've been chatting a little bit about the inflation of, you know, the, or the deflation of, of fuel prices. But you know, I hear often people chat about that It's like, oh, if we pump in all this money into the economy, that inflation is going to happen, Right. Well, inflation and money supply are not a one-to-one ratio, right? And why that is, is because there's also another factor that plays into this, and that being commodities, right? So the supply of commodities. And inflation, in kind of the most basic terms, is more money chasing less goods, right? Now, in the real world, this makes sense. So if all of a sudden the government decided to throw $1 billion into the economy, right, well, these providers of supply, so food, what have you not, they might be able to increase based on technological advancement, but large part, they're not going to be able to. But all of a sudden, you have all these people that are now in the market for this product because they have the disposable income for it. So then we see, wait for it, inflation, right? So we see this inflation where all of a sudden the price increases until all these customers are once again kind of etched out of the market, right? So they can no longer afford said thing, right? In Prosperous Universe, it doesn't work that way because there is, I would argue, no scarcity. Now, there is scarcity in the sense that, you know, product A is produced by one person and product B is produced by another. And so product, you know, this person producing product B has scarcity of product A, right? So there is that. But in terms of a macro sense, there is no scarcity. So what I mean is let's go with an example and let's say that all of a sudden we decided, as a corporation to put in $1 billion into the economy, right? Well, first of all, we're not just, it's not like a freaking ion cannon where we're just erecting that $1 billion into one industry. Of course, if we did that, it would instantly crash that industry, right? We would have this massive crash and people would be chatting about it and we'd probably do a podcast episode about it, right? But what happens is with that $1 billion, we're shoving that in different places, right? So we throw some of it to construction because we're buying basic prefabs or AFABs or RFABs, you know, what have you not, right? We're throwing some of it into farms in the sense of rations and drinking water. And so we're throwing, 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 throwing. We're throwing all this money all over the place. And so what's happening really? Well, I would say the velocity of money is increasing. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the concept of velocity, it is that kind of concept that, you know, so I'll give you an example to kind of relate it. So let's say that somebody had a a, A sell order for drinking water at like 100 units, right? Well, they can, they'll probably be waiting on that for maybe a day, right? But then if we all of a sudden threw a billion dollars at the problem, well, they're able to sell their rations or sell their drinking water. And then they can quickly go reinvest that money that they made from profit on drinking water to get more supply of drinking water because they build more construction. And then they bring more to the market, right? And so we see this increase in supply, right? And so... Is inflation real? And I would I would argue from a macro sense, no. And, and, you know, we see this right now in terms of the fuel market, right? So hydrogen is going up. Oh, there's probably inflation on the slower than light fuel market. Well, no, we're seeing deflation. Why? Because, like I said, fuel providers had it for good for so long that their profits kind of inflated inflated their supply right so there's maybe a there's an inflation of supply right and that needs to now be deflated and the way that this deflation is happening of the supply is simply people are getting out of the market right so if you're able you probably are no longer producing fuel or there's these kind of massive players that are coming in here and, and trying to deflate massive amounts of supply right and so really is inflation real on a macro sense I would say no because we don't have real scarcity, right? The velocity is going to increase, but we're not going to see this massive inflation on all products, right? Now, on a micro sense, of course, inflation will probably happen all over the place. We'll see inflation on this commodity, that commodity, you name it, it'll probably happen. Um, I can't think of really anything, any kind of clues or cues as to what has recently happened in the market that I could name to say that, oh, this is an example of that. But I mean, it's bound to happen, right? One other kind of topic that I often hear around the water cooler, <laughs> proverbial water cooler, if you will, is about the topic of sinks. And no, I'm not talking about the sink you wash your hands in. I'm talking about financial sinks. So in a macro study of the economy, you have imports and exports of money. That's typically what we're talking Not Imports and exports of commodities, imports and exports of money, right? So, so in like... Um, In the United States, for instance, they would have money coming in from Canada and from other kind of foreign nations. And these foreign nations spend money in in the United States. And that's why tourism is a big thing, right? Tourism is the import of money. So like small little like Caribbean islands, for instance, rely on tourism a lot because they're importing massive amounts of money into into that small economy, right? So there's not a lot of this, like, there's not a lot of commodity exports happening, but there's a lot of this kind of tourism imports of money right and so when we talk about sinks and what's going on you know back to the topic of inflation is inflation happening well we're not seeing it we're not seeing prices prices go up 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 from a macro standpoint but also another big thing is that inflation i would say it passively is happening there will come maybe a day or a point and i don't know when this day or point will happen and maybe it never will happen actually where all of a sudden, the the value of the economy is continuing to grow, and then this growth will hit a plateau. So when I talk about the value of the economy is I'm talking about the dollar amount of value that is in the economy. So in Prosperous Universe, we have these market makers, right? And these market makers, we can buy and sell commodities, commodities from, right? So we can buy and sell different commodities and what have you not. And if you buy from a market maker, a certain commodity, yes, that is, that, is an, that is an export of money out of the system. So that money is being exported out of the system, right? Now, if you also sell to a, a market maker, that's an import of money. So money is coming into the system. It's coming into the into the game, right? But interestingly enough, the value of the economy is continuing to grow and will continue on infinitely to grow. Because even at a buy or even at a sell, the value has not there's the value has not been extinguished right there hasn't been this extinguishing of value right so as we import money from market makers, that money is entered into the economy right, and then that value right there is transferred to various things like construction rations, what have you not right, but this export doesn't happen that often, so people are chatting about that like war causes sinks right like eve online how how war is a massive sink, is that that's what we spend our money on, right? Well, it's not a sink. War is not a sink, right? Because you had to buy... I I don't play EVE online, but you had to buy, I'm guessing, ammunition. You had to buy ships. You had to buy these things, and they came from other players, right? And so what happens is we see the velocity of money increase when we have war, right? But the value is not decreasing, right? The value is continuing to increase because this is not real life. This is a game, right? And that's why a lot of macroeconomic models are situated upon an inflationary model, right? They're not set on a deflationary model. A lot of macro macro kind of theory is, is situated situated on uh, inflation, right? But now, so talking about sinks, you know, a big, not a big problem, but a problem this game has is the problem of, that there really isn't massive end game sinks. And I get it. I I get it. You know, I would really appreciate if there was these kind of end game sinks where it's like, Oh, you know, we can spend money on this project. For instance, like I gave the analogy of like a warp gate, for instance, or, um, you know, like, uh, space stations or things like that, where it's like, we could sink massive amounts of money into right now. It would, be, it would be wrong to say though that that value is being extinguished, right? That all of a sudden there's like this void and the money's being extinguished, okay? There, that's not the case, right? But simply put, it does give, you know, bigger players the opportunity to increase the velocity. And I would, I would argue that if there was a scenario where all of a sudden an end game project kind of thing came into the economy or it came into the game, so like a warp gate or what have space station, what have you not, inflation would happen. 100% it would. Because all of a sudden you have this scenario and we talk about the inflows and outflows of money uh, in macroeconomics where you have governments that kind of create this like inflow outflow system where it's like they keep money, they, they kind of deposit money and, and hold on to money and they also give money away, right? They also export money into the economy again, right? Um, and so the thing is, is you have these massive players, these big, big, big players that however sitting on millions of dollars, just sitting on millions and millions of dollars And yes, all of a sudden, if they were given the chance to produce space stations or given the chance to do something, huge amounts of inflation would happen. But on a micro scale, right? On a micro scale. And maybe on a macro scale, but I I, I highly doubt it, right? We talked about commodities and scarcity and things like that. But if all of a sudden big players had the opportunity to produce space stations, you know, bigger ships, what have you not, they would be then, you know, they would have to buy certain things for certain players to do this certain thing. And maybe they're self-sufficient, but I don't think that's the case. And, you know, the money, the velocity of money would increase and we'd have this massive, massive influx of money, right? So talked on a few different topics, the being inflation, you know, sinks and what's going on with there and the uh, slower than light fuel market. I think I'm going to end the podcast here today. Uh, if you do have any topics of discussion, if you'd like to be, uh, I'm still looking for a co-host or I'm looking for guests, uh, guests to show up and we'll have a Q&A about certain topics within Prosperous Universe, uh, hit me up on the Discord. I will share a link to the Discord in somewhere. I'm not too sure where I'm going to share it yet. Um, but yeah, love to chat about different topics and discuss what's going on in the market today. And uh, yeah, we'll see where this podcast goes. Thanks for listening, folks, and tune in next time.